Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners. If you're as passionate about preserving the bounty of each season as we are, hey, I canned my first peaches at the age of 18, and that was a long time ago, then you're going to love what our friends over at Denali Canning have in store for you. They're on a mission to spread the love and knowledge of food preservation, and they're inviting you to join the journey for free. Right now, Denali Canning is offering free canning lids to anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of food preservation. Yes, you heard that right, absolutely free. It's the perfect opportunity for both seasoned canners and those curious about starting. Denali is about quality, reliability, and supporting the canning community, ensuring that you get the best results every time you preserve. So why not give it a try? Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's DenaliCanning.com forward slash free. Boom, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Greg Peterson here, and welcome to the 253rd episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where three days a week we work together educating and inspiring you to become part of your food revolution. Healthy food is something everybody wants. Delicious and nutritious and right outside your door is even better. Just text GARDEN to 44222 or go to IWantToGarden.com and you will receive our free webinar about the seven key factors you need to know to grow your own food. Remember, that's GARDEN to 44222 or IWantToGarden.com. Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have returning guest Tony Kozowski to talk about farm tripping, traveling across part of the United States and profiling farms. Tony is a co-founder and principal farmer at St. Vincent de Paul Urban Farms in Phoenix, Arizona. The agricultural division to the charity provides food production, education, and revenue generation and has produced over 100,000 pounds of fresh food to feed the working needy and homeless through five dining rooms in Arizona. The farm is also responsible for mitigating over 1 million pounds of food and landscape material through its composting initiatives. Tony is also the founder of GrowKale.com, where he consults, educates, designs, and builds ecological and chemical-free edible spaces. His current project, Farm Trippin', is a cross-country road trip showcasing ways to grow food mindfully while featuring the individuals and their stories behind the farms. He will be sharing his journey through his website, farmtrippin.com, that's F-A-R-M-T-R-I-P-P-I-N.com, and the informative Instagram account, Tony Grows Food. Welcome to the show today, Tony. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Thanks for having me. I am fantastic. So this is your second time on the show, and the first time around we talked about the St. Vincent de Paul Urban Farm in Phoenix, Arizona. And, you know, all the work that you're doing there, that podcast was released on March 22nd, 2016. So anybody that wants to go look him up can look up that date or uh, just type in Tony in the search engine and you'll tell us all about the St. Vincent de Ball project. But I do want an update because you've had some exciting things happen in the past year since we had you on the show. So why don't you give us a quick update on your urban farm project at St. Vincent de Paul? 
Absolutely, Greg. Well, one of the things that has happened, and it's a pretty big deal, is the Rob and Melanie Walton Foundation have actually uh, awarded us a $1 million grant specifically for our urban farm project. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, It gives us some capital to do some aesthetic and improvements at the farm to make us more uh, fitting for education, Uh events, and also really kind of puts us on the map and and gives us the ability to really do some long-term planning, uh, some really cool projects and really take the farm to the, to the next level. Mm -hmm. One more thing, not at our specific property, but we have another property at the human services campus in downtown Phoenix. Uh, They were just awarded a grant through the Valley partnership Alliance. Uh, It's, it's basically a grant where, there's a group of the Valley Partnership, and they work with different types of professionals in, in all types of industries, and they utilize their resources to really get in-kind donations for the project. So uh-huh. we were awarded that grant. Wow. Um, our awesome farmer, Nika Sasse, is running that project, uh-huh. and they'll be doing aquaponics, meditation, irrigation, shade structures, greenhouses. Nice. Uh, and so far, it looks like the value of that's going to be around a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. Um, other than that, we were also the Arizona Diamondbacks Foundation gave us a, I think, 27, around $30,000 grant, and we were able mm-hmm. to buy a Bobcat uh, machine, oh. which has stepped up our composting initiatives. Nice. Um, and we are ne- we're now growing mushrooms. Our aquaponic system is still going strong. We're just continuing to grow, uh, literally and figuratively, even in Mm -hmm. this uh, hot temps where we're getting to, uh, they say between 117 and 120 on Monday. I don't know how relevant those three degrees are, but uh, (laughs) we're we're still going strong out here. Yeah, once it gets up over 115 here, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of numb everything out. It's all (laughs) over. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I, I wanted to bring you back. We had chatted recently about your new project called farmtrippin.com. That's F-A-R-M-T-R-I-P-P-I-N.com, farmtrippin.com. So what's going on? Tell us about it. Well, you know, I've been uh, using the app Instagram for some time now, a few years, uh, mm-hmm. and that's uh, at Tony Grows Food is my Instagram name. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's been a pretty successful way for me to kind of get our message out there and also hook up with other, other growers throughout the, the world, really. Uh, and one of the things that I've been really thinking about and kind of telling these different farmers is, hey, I'm going to come visit you one day. I'm gonna, uh-huh. I want to come see your farm. This is right. amazing. I see you know, all these people doing really amazing things throughout really the world, uh, but specifically the U.S. And I've, I've just really forged these, these friendships and bonds over this, this social media app. And you really just get to know these people. You see what they're posting on a daily basis. And, right. you know, I was, I was sitting here and, and I said, you know, farm tripping. It's like road tripping, but we're going to farms. Uh-huh. And I, I went and I checked the domain and uh, we got far, farmtripping.com. And it just started, it kind of unfolded. Um, my whole kind of agricultural and food growing career has kind of been very similar where the universe just seemed to support it. And I everything kind that. of lined up. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I feel like the, the universe does want uh, our kind to be, to be successful and, mm-hmm. and not only growing food for people, educating people, healing the land. 
but also, you know, connecting and, and, and taking this on the road and seeing a, what, what I can learn from this all and bring back to, you know, my primary projects with St. Vincent de Paul, but B teaching what I have learned and then right. C you know, shaking the hands of these people that I've been, you know, talking to over, over an app for mm-hmm. the last three, three and a half years here. Right. Uh, so that's kind of what spawned it. And I, I brought it up to my girlfriend and, and she is actually finishing up with her doctorate degree here nice. in the next couple of weeks. Congratulations she had a to month her, by off. the way. Yeah, Shana, congrats. Uh, so she had a month off in between, and I had already planned on taking July off because mm-hmm. it's um, July in Phoenix is <laughs> not a- absolutely ideal farming weather right. unless you're trying to farm sweats. And, you know, it, it just kind of started to come together. Uh, she was really into it. She's really been supportive and, and really passionate as well about learning about more about where food comes from and, and really the... Uh, the, the, the way that I choose to grow, growing soil and, mm-hmm. and a really more mindful oh, and right. I guess time. you could say kind of holistic way of growing. And it just started to go together. She's been helping build the website and we've, we've uh, been, my background before I started growing was really sales and marketing. And right. so I've been reaching out to different sponsors and we've got some great sponsors on board so far oh, nice. uh, that are going to either be supportive supporting us through um, gifts for the farmers. So we, we're going to have gift baskets for all the farmers. Oh, uh, and nice. also things for us, you know. Yeah. Snacks and iced coffees or um, monetary donations to help us out with gas and mm-hmm. lodging and whatnot. Uh, but it's really been coming together, and, and we're, we're really excited. We're going to be taking off July 10th. We'll be going through the southern United States, um, stopping in New Mexico, Texas, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, we'll be headed through Alabama, and then Florida is huge. And so we'll be going through the panhandle all the way down to Miami. Uh-huh. And then it looks like we'll actually be heading up the East Coast uh, to Maryland and then back down through uh, Appalachia through to North Carolina and then through the, the Bible Belt there yep. and probably stop in Colorado and back down to Arizona. So wow. it's quite the adventure. I've never done anything like this, uh-huh. uh, not even a road trip more than, I mean, we've gone to Texas a couple times, which is uh, quite the road trip in itself. Oh, yes, I've done that. This is all, you know, I've never been through the South, uh, and especially in July, it should be pretty interesting mm-hmm. and pretty moist. Uh, right. But we're really excited. Uh, the, we're bringing our dog Green Bean with us, who whoa, is whoa, 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 whoa. a. You ha- you have a dog <laughs> named Green Bean. I love it. Tell us about Green Bean. Well, Green Bean was a rescue. Um, uh-huh. She is a mix. You know, she's quite a unique looking character. Actually, if you go on my Instagram, I, I post pictures of her pretty pretty often. I like to say she's part kangaroo part squirrel and part fox. Oh, wow. Um, because she's just got a very springy, long-legged bounce to her. She does kind of have a, a curly tail like a fox, a big bushy curly tail. Mm-hmm. And it's very playful like a squirrel. Um, you'll have to <laughs> nice. tune in and see. So we'll be, we'll be sharing uh, YouTube videos. Also, uh, on my Instagram account, we'll be, we'll be kind of vlogging through that and mm-hmm. posting updates. Uh, and, and hoping to really engage a lot of the farmers, uh, different, we're going to be stopping and doing yoga in places and, and just mm, really nice. experiencing these towns, uh, experiencing these farms, getting to know these people and what, what their stories are yeah. and, and, and bringing that to the table. Cause I, I, you know, 
I really feel like what's happened with food, and you can attest to this, is, you know, if you ask somebody where their food comes from, you know, and they're really kind of not aware, you know. And the I'll, grocery I'll, store, I'll man. Carrot. Exactly right. They're more, you know, and, and back 75 years ago, you know, you knew the story of how to plant the turnip. You knew how, you knew when to plant lettuce mm-hmm. or else you didn't get turnips or lettuce. Now people know how to order, you know, something off the secret menu on a fast food. You know, that's, right. that's where their food knowledge lays. And that to me is pretty troubling because yeah. what that does is it's really cutting us off from the ability to, to have our own food where we're really dependent on this, this agricultural system as a society. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I mean, and I think it's a fact now we can say that is that it's obviously a, not that healthy for us as humans and b obviously not that healthy for the environment. So right. what I'm really looking to do is, is meet the people that are doing it right and learn from them. And if I can help them do it, maybe even a little bit better. better. And, yeah. and in that time also growing a relationship with them. Yeah. So who are you seeing along the way? Well, so our first stop is going to be in New Mexico. Uh-huh. Um, and we actually have several farms that we're working with there. And I'm still confirming, to be honest with you, uh, we we're, we're trying to get the best fit. We will be going to Austin, Texas next, and we're staying mm, there for a couple days. Right. I'm stopping at a private residence farm, uh, and this is a guy, he's, he's on Instagram, it's Foxotron, and I think it's uh, F-O-X-X-O-T-R-O-N, uh-huh. and he actually works in the, the music business, but is a, a hobby farmer that has a pretty amazing hobby uh, with, I think, about a 2,700 or 3,000 foot greenhouse, growing Whoa. all types of... Uh, yeah, and he's basically turned it into a tropical food forest. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he's got a permaculture-style orchard with, you know, wildflowers and, mm-hmm. and, and a true pasture and an annual garden as well. So, and that's going to be, uh, Jason's going to be our first stop there. And then we're going to be stopping as well uh, and checking out a compost company in Austin, Texas, that is doing a full circle compost to farm and then back to the restaurants they're selling to. Okay, and that's going to be Joe's Organics, and those those guys we're going to be checking in with them. Uh, then we're going to be headed to New Orleans, and we're actually going to be doing a focus in New Orleans. Um, we've actually got there's there's about five farms I'd like to check out there. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to be doing at least two of them, um, but some of the ones that I would say uh, if you're interested in looking up some of the farms we're doing. Uh, there's a Sun Harvest Kitchen and Garden uh, is one of them that we're looking into. Mm-hmm. Also, the Covenant Farms. And let's see here. And we've got the Little Sparrow Farm. Oh, nice. Um, and all of these have really been part of like the re- revitalization. And yeah. We're obviously all familiar with Katrina and how, yes. how badly New Orleans got hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be spending several days in um, Austin. A couple days in New Orleans, it'll actually be Shana's birthday, so we'll probably take a little break from the farm tripping and maybe go uh, jazz tripping through the <laughs> through the, nice. the the city there. Yeah. I have never been to New Orleans, and neither has she. Oh, so we'll you're in a, for a treat! It is so cool. Oh, I, I we are incredibly excited. Yeah, I actually did the uh, New Orleans half marathon here about uh, 
I don't know, six or seven years ago. And that was so I, I got to run through the streets of New Orleans. Uh, and it was very um, New Orleans like. I mean, people on the balconies screaming for us. And it was really cool. That is amazing. Yeah. I could not run 13 miles. I would, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I you know, I walk about. F- I walk about five miles on the farm every day, according to exactly. the Fitbit. There you go. There you go. Here's unless, and, unless I'm getting chased by something, I'm not gonna, I'm not running too much. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I, I don't. You know, I started out running 15, 16 years ago. Actually, I started out running in oh, wow. high school, um, and then I picked it back up about 15, 16 years ago. But you know, at 56, my body's creaking a little bit and doesn't like to run. So actually, I race walk. I do something called race walking on these. Uh, half marathons anymore so it's uh you know i'm just fast walking them and it really does for me this is a health thing that i do the uh, pf chang half marathon in phoenix the rock and roll half marathon here in phoenix every year and so i know that yeah i know that the third sunday of every january i better be in good enough shape to be doing a half marathon so it's and a, you better watch where you're driving through Phoenix because it turns into a little <laughs> difficult uh, going east to west there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So cool. All right. So after New Orleans, you're heading to Florida. Uh, after New Orleans, we're we're going to be crossing through Alabama. We're still I'm still reaching out uh, to a couple farmers throughout because we're you know it's we're we're not going to be winging it, but you know I, I'm sure we're going to discover some stuff along the way that we're going to stop. Uh, so we, we have about eight planned stops. Mm-hmm, um, nice. And the next one is going to be in Gainesville, Florida. There's a woman by the name of Claire Mitchell, and mm-hmm. she was the owner of 10 Speed Greens. And what that was was a, a dirt lot that they turned into a food production, uh, a small farm, mm-hmm. and they were delivering all the produce on bicycles. And um, her and another oh. woman, Danielle... Krasniki, yeah. I should know this with a Polish last name like Kasowski. Um, but her, th- those two did a really uh, cool thing. There, there ended up being kind of a, it was a lease or a rented land. So they're just getting into their new digs. And so uh-huh. we're going to go check that out. I don't know the name of it yet, but I, nice. I think you could still look up 10 Speed Greens online. Uh, we'll then be going to Orlando. And there's a gentleman by the name of Brent Buffington who runs a community-based garden there. We're going to be talking with him. Cool. Uh, and then down through Florida, there is so much agriculture going on in Florida. I think we'll do several stops there. But then we're going to be headed to a Miami project, which is one of the really, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, it's called Verde Garden. And these guys are actually giving work to homeless families. Nice. And, and they can they can, you know, they get paid from it. And, and they're learning the skill to grow food. And it just seems like a really neat project. And they yeah. have like a, a, a cafe there as well. So really good. It's a 22-acre farm, too. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty big area. Um, I guess the, the kind of beginning of it came from uh, an Air Force property that was destroyed by Hurricane Andrew. Mm. And so that they've revitalized that area and also revitalized the community. Yeah. By bringing you know this this really helpful program to to grow fresh healthy food mm-hmm. and then kind of get get some people back to work. This is a fun trip as well, right? There will be some fun involved. I guarantee that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> do yourself a favor. You're going to be in Miami. Drive to Key West. 
This okay. is this is the Florida Keys. This is the a road that runs over the ocean. Um, and I'm looking at the map right now. It looks to be like 25 miles out uh, to Key West. And I, I hear it's just beautiful. So for me, do that and then come back and tell me about it because I've not done it before. Well, and we'll be posting about it, Greg. All right, so we'll, cool. we'll, we're going to have videos. We're going to have an incredible amount of footage. We're uh-huh. really going to be videotaping everything. Cool. Um, and with that being said, you are the second person today that has told me to go to Key West. So, oh, yeah, um, baby. So I, I, I definitely would like to check out Key West. Yeah. It sounds beautiful, and I am more than excited to be surrounded by water. Oh, um, no kidding. It's it's uh, a pretty warm one here in Phoenix, yeah. so yeah. as you know. So then you're going to flip up out of Florida. Yeah, and we're, we're working with some people in Georgia and then headed to Maryland, the eastern shore of Maryland. Um, wow. And my mother actually lives up there, and she might actually – so she doesn't know I'm coming yet. <laughs> she'll probably listen to this and find out. But uh, uh, my mom lives up there, and I don't get to see her a whole ton, so we'll probably go up there and nice. do some eastern shore there. And then headed over to um, a mutual friend of ours, Greg, uh, Sina, Sina Kasim yeah. or uh, – Hasim, um, and she just bought a place in the mountains of North Carolina. Uh, wow. She's got some acreage out there. Yeah. And we're going to go visit her and, and see what she's doing out there in the sticks now uh, in beautiful, misty mountains of North Carolina. Nice. Nice. So, we're, you know, we do have some scheduled stops for sure. We've been, we've been planning. I've, I've been pretty busy uh, now teeing up. I've got a little bit more time to kind of focus on this right. uh, away from the farm a little more. Uh, so we'll be solidifying plans, and everything will be posted on the website where yeah, we're where right. we're stopping and profiles and bios and yeah. whatnot. I am not a website builder; I'm a soil builder, so uh-huh. that's taken a little bit longer than expected. But it's it's definitely coming, and, oh. and thanks to my uh, awesome girlfriend Shayna, yeah, who's been a, more than a huge help. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. all her. It's just a WordPress site, and um, good. you can. In the meantime, we've been kind of prepping and and going to a couple other farms uh, in Arizona and surrounding uh, and, and really just starting to, to get our, our flow going. And nice. Uh, again, we're just, we're really excited. You know, I think the, the best part of, you know, what, what I do and what we're going to be doing beyond the social aspect and, and getting this information out is I, I have fun with it. And, yeah. and that for, for me is um, something that wasn't always part of my things that made me money, you know, and I, I, right. I sat in front of a computer and, yep. and had a headset on and, and, and did these different types of jobs that might have paid well or, or whatever the case was, got me by. Uh, but I wasn't really truly enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. And, and that for me is incredibly important. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm really focusing more on, on doing the right thing uh, on top of really truly doing things that make me happy. And, yeah. and I think road tripping across the U.S. with <laughs> my crazy dog and, and great great girlfriend and visiting all these different farmers uh, is is something that is is cultivates happiness inside of me, and and I can really share that with others and yeah. and uh, hopefully bring some happiness and knowledge to others too. Perfect. So, are you still looking for farms to visit? We are absolutely, and and if so, if you wanted to, um, uh-huh. if you're along the southern 
United States uh-huh. or you are along the East Coast. And honestly, we'll probably be going through kind of the middle USA. Uh, if Coming you're back. interested, or, and, yeah, and, and here's the thing, too. I don't think this is going to be our only trip. We're, we're really uh, looking to do this again as well. So you can always email me at Tony at growkale.com. That's T-O-N-Y at growkale.com. Mm-hmm. Or uh, we do have a farm tripping email set up, too, and that is going to be trippers, T-R-I-P-P-E-R-S at farmtrippin.com and so nice. no g on trippin so it's right. f-a-r-m-t-r-i-p-p-i-n.com cool you know what's so incredibly cool for me about this is that you have an amazing palette of small rural and urban farms of people that are actually really interested in growing food and contributing to the local food system that you can go see and I don't think that that was available 10 years ago. This is new. I would fully agree. And, and one, you know, and it's really cool to watch happen. Uh, I've been doing this now since about 2010. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that's about when we first met, Greg. Yep, yep. Um, I was working for a seed company. And, and you were kind of, you know, still are the, really the man in Phoenix with the, the urban agriculture and, uh-huh. and growing here. And I think when we started, you know, there was not a lot of us, you know, there was, it, it was, it was kind of picking up a little bit, yep. but the amount of, of growth I've seen in the more organic sector, small farms mm-hmm. is just beyond amazing. Yeah. And, and it, what it goes to show though, is the power of the consumer, you know, and the right. power exactly. think, of social media. Yeah. And, and people, you know, when I, I used to go and, and try and buy like a fertilizer, let's say at a big box store, like mm-hmm. Home Depot or something. Right. Yep. And I'd walk in and they'd have the Alaska fish fertilizer and right. that was it. Yep. Right. Now you go and they've got 11 different fertilizers that have been inoculated with endomycorrhizals, endomycorrhizals, bacterias. Uh-huh. They're using kelps. They're using, you know, bat guano. And the whole industry has had to shift. Yeah. And, and that, to me, is a sign of some progress for sure. We're not in a place anymore where the chemical fertilizers on a home garden is acceptable. You know, when I grew up, I know my parents were like, oh, just put some miracle Grow on yep. it and it's going to work exactly. perfect. Yeah. Uh, and, and now we know that, you know, the, these ammonium nitrates and these, these chemical fertilizers are really nothing more than, than fillers and sterilize. They're going to sterilize the microbiology in our soil which in turn is, it just makes you need to buy more miracle Grow. So, right. you know, one thing that I really focus on and have focused on is soil health and really bringing the soil and making that the focus and really the plants are secondary. Because what I've always said, if you take mm-hmm. care of the soil, yeah. um, the plants are going to do just fine. You yeah. know, it's, it's kind of like if you eat well, uh, your body's going to be better. And, and so a lot of times when I'm talking to folks and they're like, well, you don't use any pesticides. Well, what about aphids on your kale? And I'm like, well... <laughs> You know, if you're, here's the deal, there's, there's aphids on your kale are going to be a symptom. Either right. your kale is not getting something that it needs, or you've created an environment by maybe not harvesting your kale and, that's yep. conducive to housing aphids. You know, right. uh, I always say pests are going to go, pests are just like predators in the wild. Mm-hmm. They are going to go for the young, the old, or the sick. Yeah. Okay. They are not going for that perfect looking healthy kale. Because there are, there, the plants have an immune system, and, and 
if you can keep the, the soil healthy and the, the plants are, are absorbing all of that, which is coming from the microbiology, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, listening to people like Elaine Ingham talk where, yep. where, and she's been on your show is a great, great episode, Yeah. you know, ha where, where it's like, okay, so we're going to photosynthesize sunlight, turn it into sugar, bacteria and fungi are going to eat that. And then protozoa and microanthropods are going to come and eat that and give us all our nutrients. Like that's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's simple as that really. I mean, right. it's, it's pretty scientific, but it does the work for us. Yeah. And, and so when, when we kind of uh, try to micromanage all these different, you know, NPKs and, 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 you know, different types of pest management, we're really doing nothing but setting ourselves back. So my whole approach is much more, uh, I would say lazy, <laughs> uh, but also just, yep. just holistic and mindful and really, really honoring the fact that that microbiology is going to be um, what's really producing the, the food. That's what's producing our, our plants. You know, you go to the forest, nobody fertilizes the forest and, right. and it works, you know? Yeah. So my whole, my whole thing is getting back to these natural systems, incorporating rainwater harvesting, permaculture mm -hmm. techniques, um, respecting the land, respecting the people. And, you know, obviously with my, my charitable growing, uh, giving fair share. So, you know, those are your three pr principles of permaculture, permaculture right there. Exactly. And, and it, and it really works into, like we were talking about the other day, not only gardening, but, you know, your entire life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I, I just want to rewind a little bit the, to the kale and bug question. I get that question every yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. I get that question every year via email and on tours and stuff around. So for all of you listeners that aren't in Phoenix, by March, it's hot here. And by March, <laughs> all of our winter greens are pretty much toast. Uh, there's some of them that will last into April and May, but mostly they're toast, and that's when the aphids show up. So the the bugs provide a really, really important resource, and that's breaking down the plants into soil for next year. So we can't we can't forget that. Well, and and you know I, I absolutely and, and beyond that, I, I believe that. You can't, well, not, I believe you need to have quote unquote bad bugs yeah. to have good bugs. Yeah. You know, if you don't have aphids, you're not going to have ladybugs and you're right. not going to have lace wings. Right. You know, if you don't have these, these cabbage worms, what are your parasitic wasps going to lay their eggs on? Mm -hmm. What are, you know, the paper wasps will go and just chew them up. You know, so an ecological garden, I, one of my favorite books that I, that I always recommend to every uh -huh. single client uh -huh. is Gaia's Garden oh, by yes. Toby Hemingway, yep. unfortunately passed this year. And, yeah. uh, but, I, you know, his message obviously will live on through thousands, if not, you know, hundreds of thousands of people yep. that we're, it's, it's an ecological setting. You know, we're not, we're not trying to do, I mean, you've seen our farm. There's really not much. I mean, there's organization to it. I know where everything is, right. but you know, it's a, it's a very it's wild. There's multiple layers. Yep. It is. It's like a jungle. And, and, you know, and that works for us. And, yeah. and, you know, we don't try to force anything. Sometimes I'll lift up a bush and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, look at this. There's kale here and it's June and it's doing okay. You know, yeah, cause we've got exactly. all these different little microclimates. Mm -hmm. But for, for me personally, how I operate is a very, uh, <laughs> kind of orderly chaos, if you may, and, and allowing nature to really do its thing. And I think that's where a lot of our success lies. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So remind us about your trip again, when you're leaving and how long you're going to be gone for. So we'll be leaving on July 10th from Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, We plan to be back around August 1st, going through the Southern United States, Mm -hmm. up the East coast, and then through the middle of the U S and headed back to Phoenix. Um, and hopefully we'll have some nice monsoon rains here and cooler temps when we get back. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. No kidding. So we'll also want to get you on the show when you, you know, when you arrive back, because I want to update. We'll want to hear who you met with and what you discovered. And uh, yeah, so we'll make sure that we get you back on the show. I really appreciate it, Greg, and I'm sure we will have plenty of stories. Uh, we're, we're really, really excited, not only for the, the trip itself, the people, and, and just the experience. So, nice. Yeah. Uh, we're, we will definitely love to share that with you. Maybe we'll bring Shane on Green Bean, too. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So I'm just going to put you on notice right now. On your trip, be looking for that epic moment that you can tell us a story about. Absolutely. Right. I, I feel like there may be a selection of several. However, nice. I will, uh, I'll save, I'll save one and, and, and stamp Greg Peterson, urbanfarm.org on there. Woo-hoo! Perfect. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Tony. I am very excited about your trip and, uh, to hear back. Hey, Greg, I really, really appreciate you having uh, us on and uh-huh. uh, really excited to, to share the stories with you all. And again, check us out, um, farmtrippin.com or on Instagram at Tony Grows Food. Perfect. So you can find show notes from today's podcast with links to Tony's previous podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash farm trippin. That's F-A-R-M-T-R-I-P-P-I-N. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen three days a week for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners. If you're as passionate about preserving the bounty of each season as we are, hey, I canned my first peaches at the age of 18, and that was a long time ago, then you're going to love what our friends over at Denali Canning have in store for you. They're on a mission to spread the love and knowledge of food preservation, and they're inviting you to join the journey for free. Right now, Denali Canning is offering free canning lids to anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of food preservation. Yes, you heard that right, absolutely free. It's the perfect opportunity for both seasoned canners and those curious about starting. Denali is about quality, reliability, and supporting the canning community, ensuring that you get the best results every time you preserve. So why not give it a try? Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's DenaliCanning.com forward slash free.